0: Hello and welcome to the Pooh Poo Poo Podcast. I'm Lisa Mayer, the Maine Rebbetson, and today's story, well, it's about a celebration that wasn't. I call it Hers and His. Bertie was celebrating his divorce He invited us to a cocktail party at his new apartment in the new bachelor building in New Rochelle, where all the newly single dads got apartments so they could be near their kids and still make it down to Wall Street on the Metro North train every morning. The carpet was white. The upholstered chairs were white. There was a giant fiddle-leaf ficus tree in a white pot in the living room right next to the sleek white sofa. Since I always wear black, I imagined myself in a glamorous old Hollywood black-and-white movie. Bertie handed me a martini, and we sat back on the sofa. Of course, this being reality and Jewish reality, Bertie started with a kvetch. I, Jody got out. Wait, what? Jody was his ex-wife. I took the last swig of my martini. Jody? My new python. You named your new python after your (laughs) ex-wife? he said. And then, of course, I realized and jumped off the couch. What do you mean she got out? She got out of the tank? It's called an enclosure. That was it for me. My husband surely was deep in conversation with someone a little too pretty, but I had to let it go because I had to find a giant snake. Seriously, what would you do? I started with the cabinets under the kitchen sink, then the cabinets over the sink. The apartment wasn't that big, and no one else at the party seemed to think it was a big deal either. The microwave, the fridge, the freezer, where I saw the three different flavors of ice cream that Bertie keeps there for his three kids in case Jody the ex decides to let them visit him. The toilet, the toilet tank, sorry, the toilet enclosure... I asked Bertie if I could check his check his bedroom under the bed, the dressers, the closets. It was terrifying to look under the bed, to open the drawers, and most terrifying to open the closet. If you've ever seen the Disney version of The Jungle Book, you remember Ka, the snake, voiced by Sterling Holloway. He uses a sweet sibilance to terrifying effect. Say now, man, come. <laughs> When I heard he was also the voice of Winnie the Pooh, I couldn't believe it. Anyway, Ka in the Disney movie never shows his entire body. If he's wrapped around a tree, you might see his head, but not his tail. Or when he's trying to hypnotize the man-cub, you see his head and tail, but the rest of his body is out of frame. It gives you the impression of infinite length. Bertie's divorce was of infinite length, too. His ex, Jody, wanted his blood even more than his money, even more than the $8,000 a month Bertie was paying for the house and the $40,000 yeshiva tuition for the three kids he wasn't allowed to see. That's 40000 per kid, per year. As I looked for the snake, I wondered who was filled with more venom. Now I know it was Jody, the ex. I learned that pythons are non-venomous. They do have teeth, though, the kind that puncture. Meantime, I was still looking. I discovered another closet and started poking around until I noticed the heat ducts and, aha, snakes like warmth being cold-blooded and all. My husband, Srilly, who had gone through a terrifying divorce, too, says that Bertie has to move on, find someone else, let time pass, and his kids will find him again. I really hope Bertie finds warmth with someone else. The comparisons just keep on coming, don't they? The heat ducts wouldn't open and the empty tank enclosure in Bertie's bedroom was giving me the creeps and it was not all that enclosed. Joke. What's scarier than seeing a giant python in her tank? Answer. Not seeing her in her tank. I know women have a thing against snakes going all the way back to Eve, but I must have a thing for snakes, because while I'm too scared to actually own one, I have commissioned my knitting friend Michelle to knit me a scarf that looks like a snake, complete with forked tongue, and just last week at my friend Nola's, her business goin' postal, will mail any package anywhere, and there's a curiosity shop in the front of her store, I bought a plastic ca snake, the character from The Jungle Book, and put it on my car dashboard. By this point at the party, I was desperately looking in Bertie's washer and dryer, and by this point, I couldn't stay at the party. Srilli and Bertie were now in conversation, Bertie on the sleek white sofa next to the white pot with a fiddle-leaf ficus tree, and Srilli on a cushy white upholstered chair. I stood in front of them. We have to go, I said. "'Srulli doesn't believe in Michigas, craziness, or foolishness, "'but he must have seen that I was shaking.' "'He stood up. "'We'll talk, Bertie,' he said kindly. "'We thanked him, and on the way home, "'Srulli filled me in on the latest terrifying details. "'Jody hired a detective to spy on him, "'she terminated his visitation rights, "'and she threatened that if he so much as came "'within, of, within 50 feet of the house, the house he was paying for, "'she would have him thrown in jail.' It made me wonder who was more cold-blooded, but I knew the answer to that. A few years later, Surly and I had a gig down south, and as we were driving back home, we stopped in Wilmington, North Carolina. It's a gorgeous town, and after a fancy lunch, we noticed a sign advertising a serpentarium. Of course I wanted to go. You hate snakes, you love snakes, Surly shook his head. The Serpentarium looked like a setting for a horror movie. Down a staircase and into an enormous dark room, one glass enclosure after another, filled with the most poisonous snakes in the world. And on the top right corner of each glass enclosure, drawn in black sharpie, were skulls. This snake is a three-sculler. If it bit you and you didn't have the antivenin, you would die in a day. This one is a four-sculler. He would die in a couple of hours. And this one, the black mamba, not all that big by the way, is a five sculler. You would be dead in half an hour. Half an hour. The guy who owned the place had been catching snakes ever since he was a little boy. Now he travels to the jungles of India to catch snakes for rich guys who keep them in enclosures in their living rooms for that little frisson of excitement. This serpentarium was like his storage area. Many years later, I learned that he sold all the snakes just in time, right before a hurricane hissed through North Carolina and destroyed the serpentarium. Can you imagine all those glass tanks exploding and all those snakes just free to frisson? I also heard after that that the guy was killed, not by a snake, by his wife, whom he had promised not to keep a snake in their bedroom but brought one in anyway. She didn't bite him. She shot him. Say now. (laughs) And these many years later, Surly's friend Bertie is still waiting to see his kids. But he did meet someone warm and wonderful and is helping to raise her kids. He takes them rafting, hiking, and gets them ice cream whenever they want. Well, exactly two weeks after Bertie's cocktail party, I got a phone call. Hey Lisa, Bertie said. I had to call you. I just found Jody. I shuddered. New, no, where was she? So I had just fed her a mouse that morning, and I guess she came out of hiding because she was hungry again. New? No. So remember my tree, the fiddle leaf ficus? Yeah. She had dug herself into the dirt in the pot, right next to where you were sitting the whole time. Isn't that funny? Yeah, I said, hysterical.